0: Welcome to Forever Exile, the Path of Exile podcast. Uh, this is episode 28. I'm Justin, aka Tags. I'm Tyler Wrecker of Days. Today, we are super pumped to have a guest with us today. We have Mr. Octavian joining us.
1: Hello.
0: How are you? I'm Woo. doing very well. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So I just actually have a question real quick. It's Octavian, but you have a zero. Yes. What's the um, What's the deal?
1: the name comes from a character in a book that i read in high school that's when i made the name so i made the screen name um and the character's name was octavian nothing so hence the octavian zero oh. uh-huh. but you don't actually use it in the name like no when cl- generally like i don't know if you're using it for like you know business purposes or something like that like trying to get sponsors whatever you do as a streamer internet funny man Um, putting a number at the end of the name can, can make things a little more confusing. So do people ever actually try and throw it into how they talk to you? I've been called Octaviano a a number of times all right, because people misread it as an O. Sure. Which, you know, has a little more of a, it has a little more of a European flair. That's right. I mean, Octavian's (laughs) a European name to begin with. I think it's, um, I think it's Eastern European. Um, I just Mm -hmm. pulled it from a book. I don't know. I'm probably insulting (laughs) some culture or other. Do you remember the book? I oh god it's got a long and convoluted name the fabulous adventures of Octavian nothing traitor to the nation or something like that it was a long and convoluted name for a long and convoluted book it was like 100 (laughs) it's like sorry like 900 pages or something I didn't even really like it that much but I thought the name was (laughs) cool (laughs) that's Awesome. awesome Uh, cool. All right. So we
0: really quickly at the beginning of an episode, throw around how our week was. We're going to do it super fast because we don't really care so much about each other's today. We're going to talk <laughs> with you. Sure. My week was easy. That's it. Yeah, i did week two things for asking. Sweet. What <laughs> about you, Octavian? What's like a week <laughs> for you? I'm actually both of us. Tyler likes to stream a little bit. I don't get it. What's a week like in, in, in a, for a streamer, for uh, a full time streamer? That's what you are, right? That's a yeah. full time streamer.
1: Yeah, that's what so, I do with my days. Um so it's it's really variable depending on the time of the league, but at the end of the league like this, it can be a little bit difficult to get the motivation to, you know, get up and do more delirium and all that. So recently I've been searching for, you know, things to kickstart my interest in the game again. And uh this week I decided on a um an attempt on a solo cell phone hardcore kill of Awakener 8, which is something I've not done before. And hopefully will do and not just make a fool out of myself. We'll see. So that's been this last week. What's that's the build for that? Um, the build is still sort of up in the air. My starter was a Blade Fall slash Blade Blast Chieftain, which is, was really fun to level and has kind of fallen off as I've hidden maps. Um, Hitten? As I've hit maps. Um, I'm considering just swapping over to Blade Vortex Chieftain or rerolling. I don't know. What, what was that ascendancy? Chieftain. Ah, oh screw you it's pre- it's spelled chief Tane.
2: okay this has been an I, ongoing thing
0: i just wanted to double check whatever what man you're a
2: prick. i didn't realize i was walking through a
1: land <laughs> no no, no just as soon like, as
2: you said it i was like oh thank god there's a million things that we are going to intra- punch each other for you just just don't uh, don't worry right, don't, don't get in, in the middle correct. of it don't worry for pronouncing it correctly but incorrectly we will forgive you all right so go. so how many days a week do you stream uh, six.
0: I take some things off. And how long are those streams typically?
1: Six to eight hours. Wow. Ooh, good for you. So do you take holiday? Do you get like time off? from? How does that work for you guys? Um, I mean, if I want to, sure. Like it's, it's entirely self-governed. So basically it, it will inevitably always come at the cost of growth, but I could take a few days off here or there. And I generally do. Um, I actually moved recently just a couple months ago. So I took some time off for that. Like, hmm. uh, five, four or five days, something like that. Like long move? Like, uh, yeah, I moved down from the Boston area down to Northern Florida.
2: Oh, oh boy. Cool. That's crazy. Good.
0: Wow. Florida. Hmm. Fun. So that's, hmm. so the week is six days of streaming,
1: one day of chill. hmm Are you actually chilling on that one day? Usually. I mean, half the day, yeah. the other half is like dishes and getting making sure the recycling is out and all the stuff that you have to do to be a living person can you check out from like the whole six Um, days of what you've been doing it depends um like i said it's it's really variable how it's a very personally i guess i'm a very motivation based kind of guy i need to work on self-discipline to try and make it less so but like if it's league start and you know i'm very excited about the new league and it's this cool new mechanic then yeah, it's going to be hard for me to take that day off. But just for my health, I, I try to. Good view,
2: mm. Nice. Yeah. Do you remember when you got into POE?
1: Warbands League, which I don't remember what year that was, but Warbands League. Oh, wow. I, can I don't remember the
2: dots. And... I don't remember the dots. Uh, Warbands League was
1: 2015.
2: 2015? Does it show the league? Does it show what? The league, 1 point, 2 point. Oh, 2.0 2.0, good for you And do you remember what it was that you got That got you into POE?
1: A friend of mine that went by the name of Red Hulk um, I have not talked to him in a while But if he's listening, hello Who, actually that wasn't technically the first time I ever played He tried to get me into it like a number of leagues before then I don't even remember exactly which league it was And I think I got to Riverways in Act 2 And said, screw it, this isn't for me (laughs) <laughs> and he convinced me again in Warband's League to play it, and I got hooked. Hmm. What yes. did you come from? You were you, were, you were playing League or something, weren't you, before that? League of Legends is the game I used to um, play, and I began doing online work in. It was never full-time for me in League, but it's you know it's where I got my, my feet under me, I guess, so to speak, where I learned how to talk behind a mic decently. Um, I used to shoutcast amateur League of Legends, collegiate and high school scene stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And did you stream once you got into Poe? Like, was that a pretty quick?
1: I didn't start streaming until Harbinger League, I think. Which I don't know how many leagues was between the two. I'm horrible at keeping yeah, that in yeah, my yeah. head, but like three yeah, or four I'm at saying, least. Why? What got you into streaming it? Um, I mean, because I was doing all the league shoutcasting stuff. I'd obviously always had, always had a bit of an interest in the um, in the streaming side of gaming, like. I I really wanted to be behind Mike and talking and entertaining people and all that. But there wasn't really an equivalent to that in the Path of Exile scene. There wasn't there was a competitive scene, a racing scene, and there is one now. I'm actually going to be casting in, um, some racing tomorrow, but it's certainly not nearly as widespread within the community. Like for League of Legends, the competitive scene is a major focus of the community. For Path of Exile, the competitive scene is more of a niche thing that, you know, top end players yeah. and stuff take take advantage of and take interest in. Um, so if I wanted to pursue that interest in the new game that I really liked and was spending 10 hours a day on, the option was stream my own gameplay, which at the time was abysmal, (laughs) (laughs) but I was able to bend, you know, the talents that I had learned from being entertaining behind a mic for casting towards being entertaining behind a mic while playing. It's a very different beast though. That's for sure. Sure.
0: So you said you're showcasting I think it's a race, right? Tomorrow. Yes. So uh, now I know you guys do a lot of uh, especially end league um, private leagues and like competitions and these races and stuff. Do you like the fact that it's more you guys driven than GGG driven? Because it used to be the complete opposite.
1: Um, I mean, I don't know how much of a tirade you want. Uh I really want to really see. Curious. I want to see more involvement from GGG on this. I definitely understand the reason as to why they haven't, because it does sort of fragment the player base over time, and it costs a lot of development time and energy that they weren't necessarily seeing back in terms of growth and player retention. But I also think that it is a much different environment now than it was, say, what three, four, five years ago, back when. GGG um, built racing themselves, and it wasn't as much of a community endeavor. So I think there's space for them to try again, basically. And I'd love to see them dip their toes into the pool once more. Even just like, so the race that I'm casting tomorrow is um, put together by Brittany, another community member, and she's the the lady I live with. She's my girlfriend. Cool. Um, And she is very passionate about this stuff as well, and she has plenty of good ideas. Um, so I don't want to just, like, rip off all of hers and throw them out here. But one that I agree <laughs> with really, um, really closely is that the private league system could be expanded massively to be much more of a boon towards racing. Because right now, organizing an event like the one that's happening tomorrow, just getting the private league set up costs somewhere on the order of 600 to $1, to 1000 bucks to be able to get enough space in them for, you know, all the racers to participate and stuff. And then... Like the minimum amount of time you can have a private league is like a week or something, but you use it for a day. <laughs> so if we're just going to use it for a day or maybe two, give us an option to maybe do it a little cheaper for that period of time. Something like that. Like little things. I'm not even saying they have to take up the mantle of racing. Just edits to certain existing systems, would makes things so much easier.
0: So for the current like community leagues and races that are happening right now, they have no involvement. This is 100% community driven.
1: I wouldn't say no involvement. You know, there's... Um, there's prizing that is sometimes given out to these races. That's, you know, either at a reduced price for the people running them or free depends on the the race. There's um, promotional stuff that GGG does. The race tomorrow got promoted through their forums and through the in-game client. So there's certainly a helping hand being given, but it's a, it's a timid one.
0: What's the number of people for that, for that cost to start that league? How many people can join up?
1: Um, I don't Roughly, know on the do top you? of my head, the community race, which is going to be the week after tomorrow and which is more open and you don't have to have like a qualifying time to get in. So, you know, more open to amateur players and stuff. That one, I think, is the maximum size a private league can be, which is two thousand. It might be a thousand. It might be half that, but it's it's quadruple digits.
0: It is too bad that they don't do something to provide something on that end at the very least. You know, like for you guys to be putting out that kind of money start the league i mean even we did a for fun private league this year or this Mm -hmm. league and we didn't have even close to those numbers not tiny tiny numbers and it's a lot of money for Mm -hmm. you know and jesus we're not even doing it as a race like where it's going to be used for like
1: one day to seven days i mean their pricing structure makes some sense for like a group of a dozen friends who want to play in a private league for 10 or 12 days like that it makes sense in that context, but for a race for 40 people, that's going to take place in one day, like the tools aren't built for that, which isn't really the fault of the private league system. You know, I'm not trying to bash GGG here. I'm just saying that the tools that exist can be modified, hopefully without much effort. I don't know how to do that. I'm not a programmer, but hopefully without much effort to suit the needs of a different demographic and pricing can be an according to to those needs. Do you know if that's something
0: that's, a potential thing for them or or on their radar at all i hope so um
2: i
1: (laughs) i can't i can't say
2: do you i uh i really respect racers and i was really into the one that was that exile con um Mm -hmm. and and they interest me but i have no interest in actually doing one that's not what interests me in gameplay how about how about you i mean you're obviously doing it they interest you but do you like that play yourself would you be um
1: the longer term races i really enjoy so like a flashback 2 week event or something like that i get really into those i've i've managed a few demis um because i i really like a competitive long term event for the end game because the end game of path of exile is what you know gets me really excited like theory crafting a level 95 98 character something like that less so the act 1 through 10 kind of burst speed races those those are not my cup of tea for playing but i find them very interesting to spectate And I find them really interesting to to cast as well. Um, And they're also the kind of thing that is much more sustainable for a racing scene. Like, if you're going to do... If you're going to predicate a racing scene on the basis of level 100 pushes in a two-week or one-week period, you can have, like, one of those a league. Maybe two. You can't have a regular racing season with that because it's just too taxing on the players. And there's too like few people who can dedicate the time to do that.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So the one that's tom- the one that you're casting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Was there a qualifying for this one then?
1: This one was a um, I guess an invite slash qualifier race. So you either got an invite if you were like a proven racer. So you know somebody like Havoc or Ty Ty Killer they they can join because they've proven over multiple races in the past that they can put up competitive times. Or if you're an unproven entity and you want to join, you just get into the Discord and send a, um, I think it was a sub 2 Kitava 5, Kitava Act 5, sub 2 hour, which is not too hard of a bar to hit. When we were doing the the Method Rush race season, people were hitting like 1 hour 30. So that's 30 minutes under what some of the best performers in the racing scene are doing. And is that what the race is tomorrow? Is it a, um, like, there's a number of different races tomorrow. There's a two hour long XP event. there. I think there's an act five Kitava and there's one other that I'm forgetting, which I shouldn't be no. forgetting. <laughs>
2: that's pretty sweet. So just, just have you ever done a sub two Kitava? Ka- oh, Jesus. Ki- Kitava, Kativa. Oh, no. sub two. No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even know what my fastest is. I've never looked at the clock ever. Yeah, no, I, I, I that's not me racing. That stresses me out, even watching it. Like the, it, the, the difference of when we were watching at uh, XLCon from like literally first to last sometimes is just the difference of like who did one or two things mm-hmm. right or got a little bit lucky or whatever. No, that's not for me. That's
1: that's that's what you want it to be, though. Like that's like if that's what I want the racing scene to come to be. I want it to be this fine hones craft, but it just it can't be that it's not sustainable. Unless there's, you know, more of an environment for people to actually make a living while doing so. Like, sure. it's, it's kind of the elephant in the room. Um, and I think it's something where, if I'm being realistic, moderately far away from. But it's not an impossibility. It's just kind of a far off dream.
0: Sure. So uh, I have to bring up XLCon just because it was such a, it really was such a big event for the game we all like to play and the company that made it. Uh, you obviously were there. Mm-hmm. Did you have sort of some highlights, some of the best moments you can recall?
1: Um, being on stage talking with 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 developers was pretty that was a pretty big highlight. Um, i I went over and over and over my questions, and I just I'm so glad I did because I kind of just robotically spat them out while I was on stage <laughs> there. I think I did an okay job um we do too aside from the thank you aside from that there was a dinner at jonathan's house which was incredible um jonathan is a really good cook as well as a great game designer um and what else god there was a lot Climbing the, I forget the name of it now, but there's a massive tower in Auckland. I think yeah. it's called the Sky, Sky tower. tower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Climbing the Sky Tower and looking out at the city up there. I, the the background picture on my phone is still like the picture I took from up at the top of the Sky Tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. X- XLCon was crazy.
0: I was asking my son uh, yesterday if he had met you when we were there. And he said that he had, I guess, at one of the signing things he had come by uh-huh. um, to get your signature there. So, yeah, it was...
1: It was I cool. feel very sorry for anyone who got my signature because it's awful. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I have, <think> he cares. <laughs> I have a terrible
0: <laughs> signature. That's awesome. Well, I, I thought it was... It, I was going to ask you, actually, one thing that I find crazy. You know, you kind of got into the streaming game and the game you picked up because of this buddy of yours that got you into it. Mm-hmm. I, I just find it crazy that for a... It really, it's still an indie developer. Granted, they might be owned by Tencent, but whatever. That they're so that, that it's got such a big following to have its own event where the people who are playing it, like yourself and the other streamers, are coming out there to these events. There's lineups. I just remember seeing lineups of people mm-hmm. to come and see you guys. Like, uh, they that's just crazy that it's Path of Exile. It's not like World of Warcraft or Diablo or whatever. Like, it's Path of Exile. That just, to me, is, it's still crazy to think that that's where it is right now.
1: It's pretty ridiculous. And, like... I think the stream was basically top of Twitch as well when they were doing their live stream.
2: Yep, that's where I spend XLCon, and the numbers were huge. I mean, the numbers they showed, I I thought they were crazy. Did you bring back any swag? Did you spend your time in the lineup?
1: Um, I got... I didn't spend my time in the lineup because they gave me a little goodie bag when I arrived because I was part of the show. I have... I guess the viewers, or the listeners rather, can't see it, but I got... The, I got this little doctor card thing from one of the other oh, people. Oh, nice. One so you don't have to farm. Good for you.
0: Yeah. Did somebody give you that that was playing it?
1: Um, that wasn't actually from the card game. That was custom made by one of the other people at the event.
2: Oh, okay. Cool. Have you photocopied it yet? Uh, so you can have more than one?
1: No. Put <laughs> I'll them all never together have a full, for a full set. stack. It actually doesn't have a set count on it,
2: it's just one for one.
1: Yeah. I just, it's like I the just get a like <laughs> If <laughs> I can go find Tasuni somewhere. That's,
2: right. <laughs> that's awesome. Ooh, that's a lot. VIP pack. Nice. Now, back in the day, again, another back in the day question. You, you remember when you weren't a noob anymore? You know, when you kind of stopped asking your questions and then there was that kind of eureka moment where you realized all of a sudden you're answering people's questions on Reddit or wherever instead of asking them? remember I'm, the transition?
1: It's. It's not a full transition. <laughs> no, no, it never. Is. I'm still asking plenty of questions. Like yesterday, I had to, I had to ask some, I had to ask one of my moderators in my Twitch chat, you know, what the eye level breakpoint is for certain best Jerry boss spawn monsters. Like oh, we have a
2: question for you later.
1: Oh, okay, <laughs> sure. There's, there's plenty of, you know, Path of Exile is, is massive and full of little bits of minutia here and there, and so there's plenty of things that. I'm sure I don't know, and I'm sure they'll crop up and be relevant at some point in the future. That's one of the reasons why I love the game. Um, but there was something of a tipping point in when I felt I could make my own builds and have them like be competent. As far as when exactly that was, it's hard to pin down. I'm I'm bad with uh, keeping track of things in general. And maybe best Jerry. May, okay yeah
2: best Jerry. What my was it best that you Jerry... were doing in the game where all of a sudden you realized it just made sense to you?
1: what are you trying to do best jerry league i still wouldn't say like i was making good builds in best jerry league but i was making more competent ones like they were they were competent in one specific area of the build but they weren't like well-rounded so i had a um when spectral shield throw came out in best jerry league i had a spectral shield throw deadeye that i really liked and that could clear quite quickly but was like way too squishy and you know, was using a couple suboptimal uniques because I like thought they were cool and stuff, which is a fine reason to use a thing in the first place. I'm not trying to criticize that, but so long as you were aware that you're using it for that reason, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't know. So I was I was figuring out how the game functioned, but I still wasn't experienced enough with all the different tools to use them to their maximum potential, I guess.
2: Spectral field, Shield throws a good skill for that, though. It really changes what you focus on For damage, you know, Mm -hmm. and defense within that, right? And I remember, I don't remember which league they made the change, but there was a bay class where you got really excited when Jonathan or whichever other co-creator was there. And uh, the first thing that came to your mind was improving Spectral Shield Throw. You got really excited about it. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah. Did it work? I mean, Spectral Shield Throw is a lot better now than it once was. The Unique Jewel is a really big deal for it. It makes it a lot more palatable to play in maps but its hitbox is still trash, and I want its hitbox to not be trash. And, like, if they change that one thing, Spectral Shield Throw goes up so many ranks in my mind in terms of where it is, like... If there was a full ranking of builds, it probably goes up, like, 20 places. Sweet. Because the scaling is there through multiple different methods. You can do Bleed Spectral Shield Throw. That's actually decent. I saw a guy get to Depth 1000 and Delve with that. Like, it's solid. You can do Impale Spectral Shield Throw, which is... I've, I've not seen evidence of that being good, but I feel like it should be. And then cold conversion spectral shield throw is fine. Like there's the damage is there and the clear speed is there, but it just feels clunky to play still because it's hitbox is still tiny. I always want to use it with totems, but I don't think you can. I think last no. time I looked into it, you couldn't. I, I would love to. Four yeah. ballista totems or whatever it would be. That would be really neat. Totem ranged attack totems, or I guess ballista support now. Um, mm. Showing my age. Um, can, can only be used with ranged attack weapons and a shield technically isn't one. Hmm. So I guess they'd have to make a specific exception to that rule for it to work. Yeah. Do you have a favorite skill? Uh, it's hard to choose. Scourge Arrow I've leveled to 100 twice. Ooh. So I like Ooh. Scourge Arrow a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Flicker Strike is the build that I used to play all the time back when I was first getting into streaming and stuff, which probably didn't awesome. help my stream growth. <laughs> just like make people sick (laughs) people have to close your eyes to watch a little hard to watch but uh really fun skill um a little bit left behind in modern day poe it's 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 strong enough you can still make it work i need to go back to it at some point of what
0: people consider like strong or popular skills are there any that are your least favorite of those because it'd be really easy to pick a least favorite skill out of some of the ones that just never
1: get used Hmm. but out of the ones you see a lot of that people are using are any your you just don't um, like i don't know that they're crazy popular but i've never they're all bow skills actually i i really dislike playing tornado shot um or Ellie hit or explosive arrow i have disliked any reason? all of those um explosive arrow i played before the rework so i'm willing i'm probably gonna give it another try soon and see if it's any better now um but for all of them it's just kind of the physical feel of the skill they don't feel like they have any weight to me incinerate i kind of hate incinerate too for the same reason it just, it doesn't, it does fine damage. Incinerate is actually quite good damage. Better than a lot of people give it credit for. But it just doesn't feel good. You know, it doesn't have that, maybe it's the sound design or something. It doesn't have that meaty feel to it. Hmm. So do you have a favorite
0: league that you've played um, in Delve. since Warband? Del- oh yeah, okay.
2: Yeah. In my yeah, top three. I, that was oh. a, yet yeah, there, there was a correct <laughs> or incorrect answer to that you had only a few options and you did it
1: why um, delve uh delve is the first league that i ever properly min maxed a character in and really really made it quite strong and the reason i did that is because i wanted to push for a thousand and like that forced me to to get better at the game did basically. you
0: take time into delve to like it or did you like it right off the bat um
1: i i I'd say I was fine with it right off the bat. I didn't like flares before they were changed because the initial throwing system for flares was pretty bad, but they changed that pretty quickly. Um, And before they changed that, they actually... This is is a little nagging annoyance that I've had for a while. Before they changed flares and made them much more usable, they nerfed the EMP guys so that they did very little damage and had a really short EMP. And then after they changed flares and made them much more usable to combat the EMPs, they never changed them back. So the EMP guys are still neutered and like not really dangerous at all. And I feel like they should change them back.
0: And worst league that you hate did not like the most. I don't, I don't want to use the word
1: hate, but least, favorite, the league. least. least favorite league was probably Legion. Really? Yeah. I just, Why? It was just monsters in a square. It just wasn't very interesting to me. <laughs> you like the, like not in depth, but the more
0: detailed yes. leagues better
1: generally my top three are delve metamorph and synthesis in that order
0: so i'm adding something here real quick but did you uh, pay attention to that post recently about the synthesis lore
1: no i have not read that i saw it but i oh. haven't read it yet
0: yeah it's pretty good i'll i won't bring anything up i'll leave it you can check All it out It's right. just short it's just cool it's, it's it's interesting being able to hear from some of the writers like what their background thought was because obviously ggg is pretty notorious for not always giving you all the details mm-hmm. which i like but it was a chance for the writers to kind of give you some background into what was happening in synthesis you, you said
1: that was one of your top three yeah that was my third favorite like oh <laughs> <laughs> you like the mechanic of it Like, yeah you- um the one thing if they brought synthesis back if, if ever they did that which i doubt they'll do wholesale but the one thing that I would like them to take away is the decay in memories. I don't feel like that served really any sort of purpose, um, in my opinion. But other than that, I pretty much liked everything about synthesis after the first big patch. Before the first big patch, it was crashy as hell. It was, you know, laggy. It was it was horrific. But after the first big patch, it was fine. It was fun,
0: in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I liked the synthesis outside of the the squares. I just couldn't. It just was so extra to the game for me to try and focus on that, especially when you have like relatively limited time to be able to play. It just was a hard thing to focus on.
1: Yeah, I mean, the viewpoint I have is obviously quite a subjective and biased one, like as any human being will have, because we all have our subjective and biased opinions. But like talking as someone who's dumped 10,000 hours into the game and who streams it for a living, I like having a really complicated puzzle to play with but I can understand how it would be daunting and annoying even to someone who has like 15 hours a week to put into the game.
0: Yeah. It kind of for, for, I mean, for me at least it becomes something that you just don't focus on because yeah. you just yeah. don't have time to really learn that, that aspect of it. It looked cool.
1: It, it, it. it looked
0: cool. It looked really good. That, <laughs> actually that whole league looked really good. I loved like the art of that league um, mm-hmm. and the look of it,
2: but just the, the squares threw me off. I remember the writers uh, that write the lore mentioning how that was one of their favorite. I forget which writer it was, but that was their favorite league so far to write. When they were at ExcelCon, they were asked which which league was their favorite, and they mentioned that it was Synthesis. Just the background lore of yeah. it all. So yeah, check check out that post. It's 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 interesting. I think it is a cool wrote. post. It's not.
0: It's pretty short, but it's it's still cool to hear from the writers. So. You told us your favorite and least favorite league and then your top three leagues. Is I, I don't know if that's the same question here, if that is what would be your best or worst league mechanic. I don't know if yours were based on that or if you have a separate um, answer for what do you think was ever the best league mechanic, which I guess could be Delve. Yeah. But yeah, do you have something that you would say is sort of your best and or Met- least favorite?
1: Metamorph is probably my favorite league mechanic. Um, make the visuals better. And Metamorph is the perfect league mechanic in my mind. Um, but then again subjective and biased opinion i'm coming that coming at that as a player who you know really likes to play maybe a little slower a little clunkier but very tanky high single target builds and that's the kind of thing that excels at metamorph because i don't have to care about clear speed i'm in one spot fighting a big old monster that i made like that's that's the kind of thing that i really like in this game yeah me too and your worst least favorite mechanic I'm going to have to go with, like, Legion again. (laughs) Still. Maybe Blight, but Blight is a little more interesting um, to me. I just, generally, if it's, like, Monsters in a Square or Monsters in a Line, I'm not saying I hate it. Like, they're fun. I will Mm -hmm. do Legions, I will do Blights. I enjoy them. But I can, you know, the the least favorite out of a bunch of things that I like is is still going to be a thing I like.
0: Right, just there's less to do, I guess, from, Yeah. yeah, that makes sense.
1: Are there any
2: builds you dream about that you just can't play anymore because the games change so much? Like for me, I miss I miss Warcries being able to trigger off cast when damage taken and building builds kind of around that. Anything you you miss that you can't do anymore?
1: Um there was a build that Guda did a long time ago. I think it was the second league that I ever played, which was an elementalist Namahu Cyclone build. And you used taming and is it Oh, what's the name of the ring that it, it it used to be able to allow you to ignite like just continually ignite enemies. You could stack, you know, I think it was any number, maybe it was up to fifty. I think it was up to fifty ignites in an enemy. Now it's only two. They nerfed it pretty hard. Um and what you would do is you would just keep stacking ignites on enemies and getting damage out of taming and use Namahu's meatballs to stack tons and tons of ignites because it's lots of discrete hits and yeah. You use like life gain on hit for for um for sustain and stuff, it was a really fun build, and hmm. I haven't really done a Namahu's build since. Hmm. You could still do Namahu's. Namahu's is still acceptable in modern day, but that specific version of it, I guess, is yeah. something that I can't really play anymore.
2: Now, as someone who does this for a living, do you play League the way you want to, or kind of do you feel pressure to play a certain
1: way or a certain pace? i feel that kind of pressure for sure but i try generally not to let it get to me because it makes the stream less entertaining if i'm mm-hmm. not doing a thing that i genuinely want to do then this is just not going to be fun to watch <laughs> like, good for you um doesn't mean i always succeed but i try so i don't know that's that's why i jump around as well from league types like i don't stick to just softcore, or just hardcore or just solo self-found i i play pretty much every kind of game mode that Path of Exile has to offer because I like a certain aspect of each kind of way of playing and inevitably that leads to you know why not hardcore or why not softcore or why not solo cell found whenever Mm -hmm. I switch it doesn't matter which direction I'm switching inevitably it leads to those comments regardless of where I switch now you have an insane goal compared to what I would play. Like
2: I, I have a similar style where I love the single target damage. I'm fine taking my time with clearing. I mean, I'm sure your to clear way better than mine, of course. But is there a certain? Oh, I totally forgot my question. Hang <laughs> <I guess, laughs> on, let, let me just <laughs> let me just mark this spot. No <laughs> <that. I'll laughs> way, no no. Need to you, mark <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh well, there it is. There it is. It was good. It was relevant. You started off so well. Oh, man, it was it just now. fell apart. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I'm
0: excited for this question. You just, you just go ahead and start whenever you're ready, buddy. All
2: right. You're probably not going to take this out either. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: oh, well, so you, you kind of answered it. But because I can't remember the question that I was going to ask, how do you, you you play a lot of different ways and you. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm never Ever. On Hardcore, in my life, going to beat Cyrus, who Justin calls Sirius, which is really stupid. (laughs) Awakener, level Uh 8. That's one of your goals, this league. So are there any other things that you try and do every league? Not necessarily like something to keep yourself entertained at the end of a league or attempt, but is there a goal you have every league
1: that Mm -hmm. you try
2: and accomplish before you start trying not to burn out?
1: I try to get 36 out of 40 challenges done um each league i generally don't go for 40 40 because i just can't be bothered but 36 i'll try to do um most leagues i'll end up pushing a build to 100 but that's just because i don't like re-rolling and i want to keep playing the same build and i play a lot um and a few times now i've tried for a delve a thousand push in hardcore and i've yet to achieve that my furthest depth has been 740. jeez what's yours ty? what's your oh i i think
2: i i think i'm down to 20 i think i got Did you crack 20, 60 I think 20 oh, 60. 21 i think is where i got what do you get when you beat act 10 You get. To <laughs> I, I get fireworks and then i make a new character <laughs> i no, like I'm 10 a, I'm, a, I'm a three i'm a two, 270 something okay and it's awesome I it's mean, great
1: i'm staunchly though i believe that like that's still something you should definitely be proud of and and definitely be excited for like if somebody's hopping into my Twitch chat and is like, God damn, I just beat Uber elder or, you know, I just beat Shaper," awesome. or I just beat Uber. Ziri or I just beat Uber lab, whatever it is. Like if they're excited for it, that's fucking great. They yeah. pardon my language. Sorry. Oh man. No, it's uh, it's like true. that's that's path of exile is a game. It's like a ladder that's 50 stories high and every rung you get on that ladder. If that feels exciting and awesome to you, good for you. Yeah. It definitely should. Like yeah. you poison the experience by trying to make it about comparing yourself to what other people can achieve.
0: Yeah. Well, and we've had that conversation quite a few times on different episodes where you know we've gotten feedback or talked to people who like the fact that we're definitely way lower on that rung than what they get to see people play because you guys get to play a lot. Yeah. You've played many, many leagues, many, many characters. And for a lot of players to compare like what their current experience is to that just seems like you're, you're kind of not, you're taking the fun. They're taking the fun out of it for themselves because you should just be experiencing however you're playing it and having fun with it. And that's it. You're, if you have two hours, three hours a day, you will never, ever see sort of what, you know, somebody who gets to play it for eight hours, six days a week. That I think that's actually the one nice thing about streaming is you can pop on and be like, wow, that's possible. like i think that's actually cool because i know i'm not going to do that but i love being able to get just hop on and watch somebody just rip
2: through something that i'm like what the hell (laughs) how did they do that i I like it it's also a cool testament to the game too though i mean it's so deep there's so much to do and there's so many personal quests you can have that you can be successful no matter how far you go in the game yeah because theory crafting is just the mainstay of the game right
1: a, a a small gripe on that topic um elder was perfectly designed around that you could fight elder in white tier maps yellow tier maps or red tier maps depending on where you spawn the influence um awakener is somewhat designed around that you can obviously do a lower level awakener but if you say have completed your atlas on a character and maybe maybe this is a player who doesn't have a lot of time so they want to play in standard this is not relevant to the majority of the player base, but they want to play in standard. So they have their Atlas completed because they've played long enough. It's in standard. They've managed to do that even with their limited play time. Now they make a new character and they want to bring it up through the Atlas and they can only fight conquerors that are four watchdom. You can't yep. fight two or three watchdom. It's, it frustrates
2: yep. me so much. It makes it hard to learn the game for somebody the first time around.
1: Well, the first time around, you get, you get to fight all of them. Through the levels, it's it's if you re-roll, if you make a new build, you don't yep. you don't get to test it against those 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 um, litmus tests, benchmarks, whatever you want to call it.
0: Yeah, we only actually found out recently that you could drop Awakener down mm. and fight him at at the lower tier. But you know what? Even in that argument, your only way to do that is to have gotten yourself far enough into the Atlas that that's even an option. And sometimes those Conquerors, for some people, get quite challenging once you get up higher. Uh, into, the, into the Atlas uh, progression. So I still think there's, I wish there were ways for somebody that maybe wasn't at that same level to be able to still fight them. Maybe they don't progress the Atlas, but they still have the option to, to be able to see those fights because you really don't get to see them like you used to be able to see the Elder. Um, Elder, you'd fight them all the time. like he, All the
1: time. So you mean like after the first, or let's say like after the, if you have eight Watchstones, so you've done two rounds of Conquerors. If you can't handle a three Watchstone Conqueror, I think it would be two at that point. Then you're able to take one out and fight a lower tier one and get the fight, but no progression.
0: Yeah. You don't progress the Atlas, which is fine, but at least you might learn the fight a little bit better, or you might be able to, you know, hone your, hone your build a little bit or something, but it is a little hard because once you, once you move past one, you kind of have to be ready to progress to the next one. Yeah. So you talked about metamorph, which I loved metamorph. It was definitely one of my favorite leagues. And one of the reasons I liked it was because we're not like, I I like the whole idea of playing speed and I've done it before where I've focused an entire league on super fast, clear speed and just farming old school strand and literally just farming currency. And I found it really boring, really quick, but I'm curious if you have sort, do you have like a preference to whether you're clearing on something that's quick or do you like that idea of slowing it down? And now you're focused on these tough bosses.
1: Um, I prefer playing builds that have more survivability and more single target damage, and I often end up sacrificing clear speed for that. like builds that I've played recently are um cremation self cast, so that's you know cremation's very high single target, but it's a two button build, so it can only go so quickly. Um, the blade fall blade blast is also a two button build, so it can only go so quickly. You know, I've done, like, self-cast Volatile Dead, two buttons. I generally play builds that require setup payoff. Um, I just find those more enjoyable. So, yeah, I guess that would be more my play style. It doesn't mean that I haven't dipped my toes into the clear speed meta, but I, I don't play to optimize. I play to reach certain goals and, I don't know, um, I guess min-max a character, but I often don't go to the absolute extreme.
0: Does that change whether you're playing softcore or hardcore?
1: Um, Hardcore just exaggerates those tendencies, I guess. Like, I go even further in terms of survivability and often sacrifice even more clear speed in doing so. Like, I'll... um, My most recent, like, successful hardcore builds are that Cremation build and a um, Cyclone Gladiator. Max Block Cyclone Gladiator. Hmm. Which, Cyclone is decently quick, but as a Facebreaker Gladiator, my radius was not very large.
0: So we had an episode a little bit ago. I'm trying to remember how it came up. We were talking about, oh, there was talk at XLCon of whether or not GGG would do something to make the map more. Sorry, not the map, the uh, atlas. Jeez, not the atlas. Passive the tree. The skill tree. Thank you. The passive not even tree, a skill more, tree. Oh, my goodness. More uh, uh, beginner friendly, maybe not. I don't want to use the word dumb it down. But anyway, there was a it was a brief conversation where there was a talk of whether or not that's something that they should do. Tyler and I were talking about it and I had mentioned the fact that I thought that that tree is kind of something that sets Path of Exile apart from a lot of literally every other game out there. It's just this massive tree that you see when you first start the game that's insane. Mm-hmm. And through that conversation, he, we were talking about what sets PoE apart from other ARPGs, but even other games in general. And he had mentioned the, the socketing system that, you know, you don't see a whole lot of games where you're, you know, actually putting your skills into these sockets and not just earning them right away. And I was listening to an old interview that you did, and I don't remember who it was with. It was with a couple guys, and and they were talking to you about Path of Exile. They clearly didn't play Path of Exile. I think you were there more as like a a Twitch streamer type yes. um, person. But you brought up something that I completely overlooked. I never even thought about, and I'm curious if they all, what your thoughts are. So you brought up the currency system, mm-hmm. and that is the fact that there's no gold. There's no like standardized, you know currency across the board for, for the game. And while it is a little bit determined by the developers, it's predominantly determined by the community where, how, you know, where either you're going to trade something for X amount of, of chaos or exalts or whatever that is. If you took, if, can you look at those three options and say like, what is it that sets POE apart? Why is it that somebody like yourself is just so drawn into path of exile or that somebody who maybe is a little, hasn't played it before, you know what is it that sets it apart from
1: the other ones for me the biggest initial draw was the currency system Um, I've always been like drawn in by complex crafting systems in games and I've also always been drawn in by larger markets that I can play around in I you know I really enjoy trying to like find a niche in a market and exploit it and make a bunch of currency that way which I don't do as often nowadays but it was something that I did a lot more when I was starting to play the game um and so yeah the currency system drew me in but as well as that the freedom within classes i think is another thing that path of exile does really well that a lot of other games don't do and has been eroded at somewhat since the early days when there was basically the difference between a marauder and a shadow in the very early days of path of exile was starting point on the tree and like initial stat distribution and i guess unarmed damage you know that sort of thing base life like there was, aside from that, there wasn't much practical difference, but there were also so many fewer um, variables in the game that those variables were individually more important. Nowadays you have, like, ascendancies, and those are huge, and so it makes a lot more of a difference which class you choose, but you can still do, like, a chieftain spellcaster, or you can do, you know, like a melee Trickster, you know, combinations that wouldn't quite be the obvious one on paper, but can definitely work out really well if you build them correctly. And that kind of freedom, because everything is localized to the same passive tree, is really, really cool and a big part of what sets Path of Exile apart. And also something that I've noticed has been sort of lifted by other games that are, you know, innovating forwards in the genre or in other genres. I've seen that kind of thing crop up more and more over the past few years.
0: Have you seen any that have tried to
1: reinvent the currency system like PoE did? That, not so much. That that doesn't necessarily mean it hasn't been done. I'm not very other game literate. Sure. <laughs> I get really into one thing and I kind of just stick with that thing. So I've i know what played you mean. a lot of stuff other than PoE recently. But and by recently, I mean within the last five years.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, um beast crafting you mentioned earlier and it's obviously a big part of the game now with how they've added it to the core game um justin i obviously know everything there is to know about beast crafting we don't need to learn it any- just kidding can you teach us beast crafting cool.
1: Uh <laughs> everything start now okay well the majority of beasts are just unique drops on a timer now <laughs> i get or not really a timer unique drops that you have to go and do again so the, i i actually really have issues with the current implementation of Bestiary. Aside not it not the mapping implementation. The killing of beasts and Einhar catching them and Einhar having cool voice lines. I am all for that. It's so much better than nets. Do not give us nets back. <laughs> yes. Um
2: they're still in the but, filter.
1: They're still in the filter. Yeah, you can still use necromancy nets on standard. If you mm-hmm. kill a beast, you can revive it with a necromancy net still, apparently. Someone in my chat was saying <laughs> that a few days ago. Um so if you want to use your legacy necromancy net, you still can. But the recipe system has so much room to be expanded, and they cut off some of the really interesting recipes. This is just a crusade for me, because back in Bestiary League, I was trying to craft the perfect map, and you can't do that anymore, because they got rid of the recipes. You used to be able to exalt a map for a beast craft instead of an exalt, and you used to be able to mirror maps for a beast craft. So if you made the perfect map, you could just buy those beasts and mirror it over and over, and just run the same literal same exact perfect map over and over again. Which I realize mm. to some people sounds incredibly boring, but oh. it was it was more the chase of trying to make the cool map than the actual running of it that I that I enjoyed.
2: Hmm. So I I use uh, beast crafting to get um, a flask that I want while I'm leveling, mm-hmm. and I don't really play with uniques.
1: There what else are could few, I use it for? There are a few other really powerful and interesting recipes, but they're quite rare. So unless you're on Trade League and going anywhere to buy them, you might not have them. Um, mm. So a couple of the really strong ones that are very useful for crafting and should pretty much always be on your mind whenever you're doing higher-end crafting are the ferric Lynx Alpha and the ferric Wolf Alpha, I think they're called. And they allow you to either remove a prefix and add a suffix or remove a suffix and add a prefix.
2: Random um, ones. Yes.
1: So it's like an exalt and an annul at the same time. And sometimes can allow you to target, you know, like say you have, you're trying to isolate two really powerful mods and one's a prefix and one's a suffix. And you have, you know, a bunch of garbage suffixes next to the mod you want and only one prefix, which is the one you care about. You can flip a suffix up and then flip a suffix up and take two gambles, one that's a 33 and one that's a 50-50, to make your item, which is much better than like annulling is going to be. Yeah. Um, there's also being able to split items, which will keep some of the inherent properties of it. So you can like split a six link and the second item that you create will also be six linked, which is quite powerful. Hmm. Um, and then there's the imprint beast, which allows you to. Did you play back when eternal orbs were a thing? Yeah. So it allows you to eternal orb a magic item, hmm. but only one magic item. And, but eternals are so incredibly powerful as a concept that even being able to eternal a magic item is ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Hmm. I still have them in my filter eternal orbs just in case, because they're that exciting. <laughs> they get stuck back in. Yeah, in case there's a glitch and. <laughs> yeah. Now I've heard that. Um, is it bestiary or bestiary? What do you it's say? Bestiary no, oh don't. I, no, He's you ruined said it. it. Like forty times. Doesn't matter. I, say, I wanted to I catch him bestiary. off guard. Uh you ruined it. <laughs> All right. Well. I've heard it's not, and I don't know if this is from people that know anything about anything, but I've heard that it's not really going to mesh well with the style of gameplay that PoE 2 is bringing. Have you heard anything about that?
1: No, I had not Okay. Why would that be?
2: I have no idea because I don't know anything, and I don't know if they knew anything either. But
1: is there anything um, about PoE 2 that excites you? Yeah, the, the story looks so much more fleshed out, and I don't say that to insult the current story. The current story is pretty good, um, if you look for it. But POE2's story was, you know, it wasn't shy and hiding in the corner and waiting for you to come say hello. It was boisterous and in your face, and it was it was meeting you on the other side of the goddamn room if it had to. The story was so much more approachable and Cthulhu-esque, sort of, like kind of kind of had that call from Beyond the Void kind of thing going on. It was it was really cool. Um I realize I haven't mentioned a single game mechanic, but I got really hooked. <laughs> no, no, no. I got awesome. really hooked by like the environmental storytelling and the, the yeah. lore and the visuals and all that. it was it was absolutely beautiful.
2: We got hooked. we saw the we introduced the um not introduced, but we talked about the there was a music video for POE2, music in POE2 thing that GGG oh, released yeah, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. and in it while we were trying to talk about the music, we just got so enamored with how the game looked and brought us in and uh we were quite excited quite excited about it did you uh, i'm really excited about the game slowing down or at least attempts to slow the game down and that was referenced quite a few times at exile con does that interest you as someone who prefers the big target damage over clear speed
1: yes um to some degree though i think it won't be quite as um what's what looking for I don't think it'll be quite as severe as it may have seemed from the ex demo that I played, because Neon, I think, said in the interview that I did with him that they had tuned up the difficulty for X alcon because they knew that their dedicated players would be there, and they wanted it to still be tough. So it may not be quite that nasty, at least not in the first few acts, um, but it was really, really nasty from what I played at X alcon um, I remember one particular boss, I think his name was the Rust King, he, he did me in a few times. He had, a, <laughs> he had an AoE attack where he fired out a nova of projectiles that bled you real hard. And this was like three zones outside of the first town. So no, you do not have a staunching flask. So uh, we, Tyler was just mentioning the music of Path of Exile.
0: And I mentioned to you earlier that I was doing some paperwork and had your stream playing on the side. And I noticed, I think tw- at least twice in the, the little bit that I got to listen to, you were like, I've never heard this song before. I've never heard the music of this zone before.
1: Is that is that just because of the streaming side of it? Or was that I, I usually have background music playing on the stream um, and people can do song requests and stuff. So I usually have the music in game muted for so that they don't clash. Um, but recently I have wanted to reinvigorate the YouTube channel, my YouTube channel, because I haven't uploaded there very much. I apologize to anyone who follows that. Um, and I want to do that with some content from the stream for efficiency's sake. And in order to do that and not have it be copyright struck, I need to not play said music. So I've been just playing the in game music in the meanwhile until I can get licenses to some other music that I might want to listen to um and yeah it had been so long since i had listened to the in-game music that there were tracks i just didn't recognize like the music in um where was it it was one of the zones in act eight i think it was the lead up to arakali i forget the name of that zone music in there was really good like really quite good Mm -hmm. act six town music is still my favorite in the whole game though
2: act six town music i'm gonna put that in my hideout do you have the hideout music player no, no no. oh tisk tisk! it is awesome when you get it because it's awesome i highly suggest the ascendant theme
0: okay did you notice though while playing through if this is like you know not having the music for quite a long time one of my biggest gripes with delirium is the fact that every time you touch a mirror the music is the exact same it's always the same once you open the mirror
1: Oh now, I'm not going to be able to not notice that
0: uh, it's really annoying. It's you lose like this great background. It's the same with maps, you know, like some maps will have very cool music to them. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they made that mirror just like the same dull...
1: It It's your worst nightmare. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
2: it, it literally that's right. over and over and over. Uh, yeah. Is there a reason you're you're big streamer? Is there a reason you don't? you haven't been posting on YouTube often. It's maybe a couple times a month, right?
1: Laziness. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you, do you find a value for what you do? for Oh, absolutely. Like YouTube, YouTube is not to get too into the the numbers and, and all that, but YouTube is, is really, really good for driving traffic through to the Twitch channel. Um, it's not great for ad revenue itself as you know, I'm sure you might be aware of, but for, getting people interested in the channel and getting people engaged and getting people wanting to you know, talk to me and ask questions and stuff and getting my content out there in a more perennial form that people can go back and watch later. It's, it's excellent for all of that. It's a great community hub, I guess.
0: Yeah. Especially cause you do builds too. And that, I feel like that gets a lot of attention on YouTube Yeah, is people that are doing their builds or whatever, how they play or mm-hmm. that kind of stuff.
1: I have a, um, I have a guide for that cremation build coming out this next week. It'll be the first piece of YouTube content in like a month. That's oh, yeah. Sweet. Nice. It's all one video. Yes. Yes. Sweet. So
0: kind of away from Path of Exile, I guess. But what is life outside of PoE for you then? I guess if you're working six days a week. Well, even on those six days, though, that's only eight hours. There's still a lot left of the day. Yeah. What's What's life outside of PoE on weekdays and your days off?
1: Um... I've been learning to grill since coming down to Florida. I didn't have one up north, but Brittle has a grill, so I've been learning how that functions. It's been nice. Been able to make burgers and sausages for myself. I've been eating too much grilled food actually <laughs> as a result. Now you didn't grill before? I no, I, I did not have a grill before. Oh.
2: There's no such thing as too much grill
1: you I, can barbecue you there's no limit I, I think i think my heart in 30 years might
0: disagree with you no well, Once just throw in some chicken every now and then then you're fine
1: yeah
2: no the, the only time you have a problem with a grill is when you like you wake up and you know cereals your only option so you go outside and you barbecue your toast that's when you know you might have a problem <laughs> otherwise you're doing fine
1: so hang in there uh, I'll, I'll make sure it never gets to that point um, I didn't know there were places that just don't grill stuff. I mean, it's not like no one grills anything up in your Boston. You just I just, it. I just didn't have a grill. You know, I had. Oh, never it's the only reason that
0: one. you got into it now because Brittle has one. Yeah, Brittle, Brittle. Has oh, okay,
1: one. that's um, awesome. And I moved in with her down in Florida. Um, what else? Been watching. I didn't have a television growing up until I was like fifteen or sixteen. My parents were very much against it. They didn't like gaming either, so you know. <laughs> they're okay with it now though (laughs) now that i can like make a living doing it they're okay with it yeah Yeah. (laughs) um it but yeah so i'm catching up on a lot of tv that you know riddle really loves and that i've never seen so like i'd never seen the sopranos before we've been watching that um i've never seen the wire never seen scrubs a bunch of tv shows that are apparently core
0: scrubs did the did the whole like COVID 19 thing does that change much for your
1: day-to-day it's i've been feeling a little stir crazy now and then which is weird it's not a feeling i usually get but i guess it's the not being able to go and do things you know like i normally wouldn't go and do very many things but not even being able to (laughs) is psychologically it flips some switch but i'm i'm very lucky to be in a position where like that is my biggest gripe you know like oh i can't go to the grocery store anymore there's people (laughs) with way bigger problems and yeah mine are not very important (laughs) Uh, And outside of like
0: catching up on other shows and doing some grilling, which I love that. Uh, Do you play? Are there other games? I've been playing
1: Risk of Rain, uh, Risk of Rain 2 specifically. I adore that game and I've been doing the occasional stream of Noida, which is a little um, roguelike dungeon crawler. I love roguelikes. I'll, I'll generally I'll get hooked on a roguelike and I'll like play it for five to eight hours a day every day for like a week and then I'll put it down again. So a few of them I've been hooked on are like Rogue Legacy. I I played the hell out of that for a little while. Slay the Spire. Um, what else? Noida now. Hades. Do you Hades. play off stream? Um, games that aren't Path of Exile, I'll very often play off stream. And Path, I will when I'm really excited. <laughs> um, and I just don't, like I can't stream for some reason or another, but I still really want to play Path. Like oftentimes I'll finish up a stream and like need to you know come calm down and relax a little bit after the stream and unwind, and I'll do so by playing path like it's just I just keep wanting to play it I don't know
0: is that just because you don't have to be on for that
1: time? yeah no just yeah streaming is not just like playing a video game in front of a camera you know there's yeah. i don't want to I don't want to glorify what I do because there's much harder jobs out there, absolutely, but it isn't just putting yourself in front of a camera and playing a video game it is being entertaining or else you fail
0: for a long period of time
1: like if you don't be entertaining then that's fine but you're not going to grow you're not going to get an audience like if that's just your hobby and you just you know you want to stream to your group of five friends and you don't really want to like commentate too much and that's that's fine i'm not saying you shouldn't do that but don't expect it to put bread on the table
2: yeah yeah do you there is a correct answer do you Mm -hmm. like dark souls
1: uh yes, I have played one and three, but not two.
2: You have answered correctly on many questions where opinion is correct or incorrect. <laughs> on PC? Did you play them on PC?
1: Yes. I because I grew up without a TV and because I grew up without any consoles, I'm absolutely crap with a controller, so it's actually much easier for me to play the games mm-hmm. on mouse and keyboard.
0: You played Dark Souls 1 with the mouse and keyboard? Yep.
2: Wow. Ooh. That's that's almost like playing POE hardcore. That's, hard that's an, that is good. That is good.
0: <laughs>
1: Now, how do you how do you say when you live in Boston, how do you say Boston? Um, well, I don't have much of an accent because I grew up in like hoity-toity-fob suburban area where there, you know, I went to high school where like nobody had accents or anything. I wasn't anywhere near. I was I was 30 <laughs> minutes outside the city. I wasn't actually in the city yeah, proper, yeah. but my family, uh, my mother, when she's angry, which I experienced a few <laughs> times growing up, has, has a significant accent. Um, Boston? Boston Boston Boston, something like that you just moved from
2: Boston and (laughs) when so maybe maybe you're not as well maybe maybe you are really well known where you are but I, I was thinking specifically in Boston did people know who you were walking around
1: oh no no Path of Exile is you know it's it's still something of a niche game and even streaming games is something somewhat niche itself not so much anymore you know like I'm sure if Ninja walks down the street he's gonna get some folks saying you know, hello or hi or uh, wanting his picture or whatever. But I hold no illusions about the size of of, of my channel and, and my reach. Um, I was goddamn blown away by the fact that there were people who wanted me to sign things at XLcon
0: <laughs> Yeah, I was going to ask, was that a bit of a, a shock
1: it when was, you got to ExileCon? It was insane. I I don't know. I'm still figuring out whether I liked that or not. I mean, the part of me that's in egotistical self-centered asshole because i stream you know on the internet of course is a part of me like that um enjoyed it for sure but it also was really awkward at times and i don't say that to like blame the people who were coming up to me it was more me yeah. like i just sure i didn't know how to deal with that people would come up to me and i'd be like oh hi i'm octavian and they're like yes i know that <laughs> And they're like oh right
2: <laughs> right it's, it's got to be different, though. Good for you. Good for you.
0: I thought it was fun to see because going to XLCon, I'd played since 2012 and my son got into it like a year and a half ago. And so he was the one that asked me to go with him. And I didn't know all the streamers. I knew some of you guys from like the Bay Class mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was shocked at how much they all knew, like literally everyone knew who all of you were when, when you, I was, you know, there were like these different yet yet that being said chris wilson walks right up to us and people in our group are like who's that ah, he looks familiar he looks familiar we were like on the street and he just came and stopped five of us to take a picture and the, and two of them were like
2: ah, i can't place him <laughs> 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 no nah, but your reach goes goes a long way just because people might not be on your channel or following on youtube people know who you are all over the place. There's a big, like there's a huge recognition with before you're on POE or I was going to say POE 2 uh, Xalcon. your reach goes a long way and uh, you're a very well respected and professional member of the community. I'm, I'm very impressed with what you do. You do a good job.
1: I hope so. Well, and you're
2: smart. You're like, I've had a lot of people
0: say that when I talked to a couple different people that said uh, I was, we were going to be chatting with you and they're like, Oh, he's, he knows he's got a lot of knowledge in the game. I was like, Oh, huh, sweet. Well, we got questions. <laughs>
1: I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know, I always find myself feeling like i the more the more I know the the more I feel like there is out there to still figure out about the game like the actually this um this challenge that I've set myself for the the awakener kill if I end up dying on this chieftain character, I've resolved to play a whispering ice scion build next because I have never played a stat stacking build and done well with it. And I have never played a CI build and done well with it. And it is both of those things. And And I hardcore. Yes. And I want to see if I can, you know, learn how to do that better because I, I, For a long time, I've never touched ES builds because I just don't really enjoy them and I've never been able to do them particularly well and I can't give people good advice on it and I can't help people with their builds and I feel awful about it. So I want to try, even if I don't enjoy it very much, I want to try and get better and more educated on that thing because it's an important aspect of the game and I want to learn how to do it better. I feel like that's just motivation for your chieftain not to die. I guess. (laughs) The chieftain's not doing as well as I would hope, but it is only on like a couple four links and trash gear right now because it's day two of Solo cell Found. But you know maybe it'll die by accident. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. But but
2: let for the new people listening think about that. Think about how much experience and knowledge Octavian has and still how much it's, he feels like he wants to learn or wants to know. Don't be what's the word? discouraged by how much you have to learn. Just take it a step at a time like he did. Yeah. Now this. I I, I want to say that you don't have to tell us where, but I kind of want you to have to tell us where you have it if you have one do you have a path of exile tattoo
1: no i'm sorry i disappoint i don't have any tattoos i'm very boring (laughs) so well i don't either
2: do you know what your path of exile tattoo would be when you get one uh tani's helmet Oh, where would you get like right yeah, on you your came neck? Up with that, real fast. Yeah, good for you. Put Justin to shame. I've been asking him for three months on this <laughs> freaking podcast. Oh no, don't know. And so, is it? Is it going to be? Justin's looking it up right now.
1: Um, I mean, uh, I'm not going to get a tattoo because of the uh, show. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 not because of the show, but because if, you were already going to. If I were to get one, it would probably be Tane's helmet because his name is Tane Octavius. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> and it would be like right, right on your neck. I, like a I don't know about that. I might <laughs> want to pursue other lines of work after this <laughs> at some point. Is permanently married to people. Yeah, to- maybe like up on my shoulder or something so I can wear long sleeves. Sweet. Now, just
2: recently we started uh, throwing out just a quick newbie tip of the week for people as, uh, as we've been ending our, our podcasts. Would you like to throw out a newbie tip of the week?
1: So for like absolute new players who've never touched the game before or you know folks who are like maybe a little lost getting to maps like what
2: well um
1: yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because for absolute new players the piece of advice i usually give is to come at the game like to think of the game in terms of a skill gem and not in terms of a class because they very often come at the game and i see people in my chat saying how do i how do i play witch or you know how do i play how do i play marauder when really what defines your build most thoroughly in Path of Exile is the main skill of choice. Sometimes too, you know, sometimes you're like Essence Drain Contagion, you have a combo skill, but it's going to be a skill maybe too that defines your build. And like the difference between an ED Contagion Occultist versus a Trickster is not that massive. You know, the play style is still very similar between the two of them. So what's much more important for them to know that they might want is what kind of skill they want because that informs the playstyle. And if they don't like the playstyle, they're not going to stick around. So what I suggest is that they go and look up, you know, videos of certain skills, you know, maybe a short demonstration or a build guide or something so they can find a skill that seems like it's something they'd enjoy playing. Good
0: call. And for, and for the people who have been around for a while? Um... Or are fi- struggling in the map section? or Your most valuable
1: resource is your time. It's the only thing you can't make more of. You can make more currency, you can make more maps, you can make more builds, you can do all of those things. There's if, if you farm it, if you put in the time, there's an unlimited amount of those things to potentially get, but the only limiting resource that determines how much of those things you can get is your time. So try to save as much of it as you can and be as efficient in your play as you can if you're someone who's newer to the game or doesn't have a lot of time and wants to reach. The end game things. If you don't care about getting Awakener 8, that doesn't matter. Spend your time however you want. Have fun. It's a video game. But if you really want to achieve those things and you don't have a lot of time to put in, you need to find ways to be more efficient and cut corners because it is the resource you can't get more of. And I mean, that kind of applies to life, too. Yeah, you can make more money. You can get new places to live. You can get more of whatever. You can't get more time. Mm
0: -hmm. It's true. So grill when you can. Exactly. Mm hmm uh I, we have to really quickly just touch on this normally we do like a week in poe and things that have happened and we probably would have just skipped it um just because we were chatting with you today but we wanted to just bring up the fact that because of COVID 19 they put out their announcement that uh delirium is going to be you know extended a little bit 3.11 is going to be delayed uh i think they've got like june 2nd is what it. i can see for when they're hoping to announce maybe and then the 24th a 19th for pc which is the only one that really matters for when uh uh, the launch might be um does that affect you on a streaming level like do you know if all of a sudden i i I, now i just want to preface that because i don't want it to come across as if you could be a jerk about it i think the fact that they're only delaying by that much is pretty impressive given that been like eight weeks of working from home for sure so I, i think they're they've done a really great job if they keep around those numbers, really regardless of whatever the numbers are, the fact that they've been able to continue working on such a, you know, a a great game and a new league that's going to be coming out while working from home is pretty impressive. But does that, does that do anything to how you plan your streams or, you know, your, your content?
1: Um, It's actually the reason why I I set myself this little personal challenge because I realized there's going to be more time in the league and You know, if I want to keep streaming Path of Exile, which I prefer to do because streaming other stuff is not very good for channel growth or anything like that, um, I'm going to need something to occupy myself. So, yeah, it it kickstarted me to try a new thing, to try and and do another thing. Um, Aside from that, it doesn't really change much. My daily schedule is still going to be pretty much the same. Do you have any hopes for 3.11? Um... Oh, I'm so bad at I'm so bad at speculation. Tarky hates me for this on the podcast. <laughs> you know, whenever there's like a pre pre um, league podcast, he's always like, "Okay, everybody, get your best speculation together. We're going to talk for three hours about what we think this might be." And I'm just like, "It'll be video games. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just I'm not good at that." Um, me too. I would love to see further additions to. I would love to see more folding in of mechanics on top of one another. Basically. What they did with the lore of Synthesis, where they had lore lines where it's like, you know, there's this memory from Delve and there's this memory that's related to Abyss and whatever. I would love to see more interplay of mechanics in that way on a, like, actual gameplay level. So, like, a beast for bestiary that's Roa covered in fungal spores that when you catch it gives you a random blighted map from your bestiary when you kill it in the Menagerie. That sort of thing. Like, intertwining of these mechanics in more meaningful ways than just this mechanic drops talismans now you know yeah. like that doesn't really count
0: <laughs> yeah <In my laughs> that's opinion. cool sweet well i think i think we're pretty much wrapping up episode uh, 28 i just wanted to give you a big thank you for joining us why don't you i mean you may as well tell people how what ways for the like i don't know a couple people that maybe don't know where to find you where can they find you
1: um you can find me on twitch.tv slash octavian zero i am octavian zilch on twitter because octavian zero was taken <laughs> and um, on YouTube, I am Octavian as well. You can just type Octavian, Path of Exile, it'll come up.
0: Sweet. And so Monday through Saturday, eight hours a day. What time do you start? 2
1: p.m. Eastern. And I usually go six to eight, nearing towards six at the end of a league. The schedule's a little lighter when there's less to do at the end of a league, and then eight hours towards the start of a league.
0: Well, I just want yeah, a big thank you for joining us today, taking some time to chat with us and uh, right. join us on episode 28. Thank you for having me
1: on. It's a lot of fun.
0: Thanks again to Octavian for joining us for episode 28. That was a blast having a chat with him. Uh, You can find out in the show notes below. We'll have links to his Twitter, his Twitch, and his YouTube. You can check him out uh, in upcoming races as well that he's going to be shoutcasting in. Uh, A quick shout out to (laughs) Fern for being our first ever Patreon uh, sign up, which is awesome. Yeah, Fern. We still have our Patreon running. We've actually done a bunch of big updates to it. You can check it out somewhere linked below on our website, Discord, all that good stuff. And uh, one of the biggest fun things that we're excited about is we're adding a, a Forever Exiled After Dark podcast for our Patreons to just, you know, listen to us chat for a little bit after our episodes and hear more things of our thoughts
2: talking the stuff that's not worthy of podcasts but it is what worthy it is. of patreon that's right
0: so uh you can check it out for a bunch of our tiers that we've added and um you can check the show notes below for links to our website links to our twitter we're on foreverexile.com as well foreverexiled82 on twitter and uh that's it for episode 28 we'll catch you in episode 29
2: wait i meant the opposite what oh well oh what? i don't know no, what like about. you know no like it's just casual talk it's not like epic talk. To- it, it's epically no. casual.